Hello and welcome. We are two old guys on the back porch. The That's main us. man to my left is Tequila Dan. That's me. I am Steve Scotch, and of course, we have the talented and lovely cat that's C A T giving us dirty looks whenever we say something wrong. Cat, what's up? Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, we can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and Amazon Music. The two towns we're going to give a shout out today. One is to the north of, north of us in Aylett, Virginia, and King William County. And the other one is Addison, Virginia, just below Petersburg. And I also want to give a shout out today for Rachel Pompa's podcast, How We Got Here, about Virginia history. She did this whole story about the big crater in Petersburg during the Civil War. More importantly, Rachel is a Caps fan. Let's see. Yay for Rachel. She's on the local news out here, by the way. All right, we want everybody to join us. Go get a drink. There's no peer pressure from us. It just, this thing goes down a lot easier with a little buzz. We'll go around the room and see what everybody brought to the party, Dan. What do we got? Back to basics, baby. You know where I am. <sighs> Margarita bound. You know what tequila spell backwards means? Have not hit me. Absolutely nothing. No, Cat, no. what tickles your face? Thanks for nothing. I have a lovely mudslide today. What slide? What you got over there? I'm going with the black and tan today. Black and tan. Yeah. Pint glass, half full of Newcastle, and you just drizzle that Guinness on top. Well, it's good. Four or five. The buzz is going. That fits the theme. The theme? Yeah. Black and tan hound dog. Oh, hunting, cool. Right? I like it. You are correct. You had no idea when you made that just thing, did you? Just right into... We're going to explore the world of hunting today. Now, yeah. if you're not a fan of killing wild animals, don't turn us off. So or, I'm not a big fan or turn us off of either. killing wild animals either. Anyway, we're going to take this hunting thing from a couple different angles. If you're a hunter out there, you're probably going, what are you talking about? Different angles, just, you know. Grab some buckshot, put it in a 12-gauge, climb a tree stand and hope something walks in front of you before it gets dark. But, you know, if you have that situation where you hunt, then good for you. But out here, it's a whole different animal. Now, Dan, he's a member of a hunt club, so he can take us through a day of deer hunting with the boys. I am, dude. I mean, I've, I've hunted most of my life, but i got to be honest, I got a little older now. I can take it or leave it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it with the grandkids. Went home right. yesterday. It's it's a blast. Of course, talking about your black and tan. The, it's just cat and dog talking, fight. Don't worry cat about it. Dog, talking about your uh, black and tan, the, the dog hunting in, in Virginia is a long-standing tradition, and that's kind of what me and my club do. We hunt deer with dogs, but that's not the only kind of hunting there is in Virginia, dude. There's yeah. You can hunt about anything that crawls or walks around the state yeah i understand the guys who who run dogs you know their grandfather did it their father did it and now they're doing it it's it's a family tradition i think hank jr had a good song called family tradition he had a great song called family tradition yeah. i mean these guys this time of year deer season just came in this this week and you know the guys got buck fever they're all cranked up ready to go 
They've waited all year for deer season. It's their thing. I get it. I mean, I, I had buck fever once, but I took an Advil and it went away. <laughs> no, my, my, I don't know. My dad took my brother and I hunting when we were young. I, I just couldn't get into it. I mean, my brother took to it. I just, I did not. I mean, I had a bad experience, really. First time deer hunting with dogs, I was probably like 11 or 12 years old. Me and four other guys are lined up on the power lines, and I hear the dogs coming, and here comes this little deer, and it's running straight to me. So I put the gun up, I'm aiming at it, and I'm like, I'm not going to shoot that deer. It's, it's, it's little, I'm going to let that go. At 12 years old, I'd made that decision that uh, that's a no for me. So it turned... And ran down the power line to the next guy. So I'm watching it. And, of course, you know what he did. He promptly got wasted. He went ahead and rolled that That's thing right. over. And at 12 years, it, it hit me wrong. I still have it in my head. And he he, he didn't do anything wrong. That's why we were there. Right. To, to shoot right. deer. But I just, uh, when I watched him blow that little thing away, I was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe this isn't for me. I don't know that 12 is too young to be hunting. But 12 certainly too young to be killing. Yeah. So, my my sons, my grandsons, they all started hunting it. That's all I got. They all they all started hunting it eight, I think. But they were in the truck with me, right? In, 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 the, in the tree, in, in the tree stand with yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. If you grow up with it and get around it, and it, it's you know, yeah, whatever. But you got you got back into hunting several years later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people don't know this about Steve. He was a water guy. He was raised around the water, born on the water, fishing all the time. On him, it, it got out of that and, and promptly took up hunting. And I went into the woods around age fifty. It was a midlife crisis <laughs> move, I guess. I don't know. But I tell you all the time, dude. Of all the hunting you could have taken up, you got into the most cutthroat, ugly, nasty. Backstabbing turkey spring turkey hunting, dude. I didn't know those guys. I, I wish I, I wish I could have warned you, dude. I had no idea. I we've got nice places to hunt out here. It, it's gorgeous. I don't have to put much effort in. Just dress up like a tree and head on across the road. But what I found out was there's a lot of other cats that are doing the same thing, and uh, it. I don't know. I made a comment to a guy one time. I said, I didn't know how dirty turkey hunters were. And he his comment to me was, no, that's all hunters. Duck hunters, goose hunters, they're all, it's, it's a cutthroat business. I thought it was all for fun. That's why I got into it. And, and, it, and it should be. It depends on who you hunt with. By and large, that's the case. But the turkey hunter, because there's it's such a limited time, there's right. such a limited space. And, and the gobblers of territory and all that, you know, that you know how the hell you've been in it. Yeah. And you ask a turkey hunter where he killed his gobbler. Crickets. No, absolute freaking crickets. They're, they are the biggest liars in the game. That's There's right. no doubt about and that. And when, when they ask you a question, it's not for idle conversation. They're fishing. It's a loaded. You, you, you've seen anything? It's a loaded question. Every question is loaded. That's right. Have you seen anything? You heard anything? I didn't know. When I got into it, I was naive. Had a couple cats, you know, want to roll and, and and hunt and hang out or whatever. And then 
I found out the hard way. Um, I mean, these dudes, like, they'll take off work. That's one thing I'm proud to say. I've killed a few turkeys, and I've let a few go. But I never missed work to go shoot a turkey. But these dudes will take off work. And it's not oh. because they're that into it. It's not because it's a passion for the game. They want to go and cock block the well, next dude else, who was before he there. gets in there. I, not, I had no idea. It was nothing like that in high school when we would have, you know, the first day of deer season. And the teacher who was from the city came out to work out here in Hanover County and asked us, where are all the guys at? Why are all, why are all the males not here today? I'm like, oh, why sorry, it sir. School? It's deer season. Right, right. They have gone with their fathers to hunt deer. Well, That's what we do. Again, if you have a passion for it, I have no problem with that. And the, the funny thing is about where, where, we, where we grew up, at, after the first week of deer season, everybody come back to work, they had the shotguns hanging in a rack in the back of the truck, and it was no big deal. It was, mm, it, right. it was just, I mean, they were going hunting after, after school. Right, right. Or, or before school. Where the gun the belonged. Right. I don't know. Deer... I I don't I could shoot deer. Hell, they're in this backyard damn near every afternoon. So it wouldn't be a challenge for me to sit on the two old guys on the back porch and just pop one right here where I'm sitting and I am I lying, Kat? See, easy pickings. Easy pickings. I don't know I don't care for deer meat. I, I know there's a bunch of you cats out there who say you don't know how to cook it, you never look. My mom fixed it six ways to Sunday. I've had it fried, baked, crock pot. I don't care what you do with it. You can make sausage with it, hamburger with it, jerky with it. I don't care. It tastes like deer meat. Now, if if deer meat was that good, it would be in one of these 53 restaurants out here where we live. And guess what? Venison is not on the menu out here. You, you can get it typically not deer but when it's venison it's it's going to be elk or caribou or moose and, mm-hmm. and deer is deer is decent I, it, maybe it's like scotch maybe it's an acquired taste but i the best i've ever had was aged deer meat we mm-hmm. hung it in a refrigerator of course not not yet typical refrigerator a box the one out in the garage and, and and you age the meat before you and it, it's it's good i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic i don't know but you're right i had a bigger challenge growing up my dad would go goose hunting yeah and he had to you know it'd be a big trip and he would come and he would have the goose for me to think hit to prepare for thanksgiving my parents thanksgiving was a big to do it was like 75 to 100 people every year good and you know i would have to prepare, and this thing would be so greasy but the time i finished cooking it but still, you know, he loved the fact that I prepared that goose while the, all the turkeys all around. Well, anytime something is inedible, <laughs> you, you're going to get across somebody goes, man, I, I can't stand goose. Oh, you, you just ain't had a cook right. That's right. I don't know. I, I gave my mom like an L.L. Bean cookbook one year. I never found it, so. <laughs> Look, whatever dude hunts, he's going to tell you that's the best thing you ever ate. If it's a rabbit hunter... <laughs> Rabbit, you ain't never had no rabbit. Yeah, man, yeah, rabbit's right. good. If it's a goose Get hunter, duck out. hunter, whatever this, I, whatever the hunter kills, he's gonna tell you that's the best thing I, out there. I've had just about all of it. And, and it, you're talking about restaurants in the really high end restaurants in New York, Chicago, all the, all the 
five, ten stars, whatever the fuck they are. Rabbit is almost always on the menu. Hassan pfeffer. Because rabbit is, it is, it's fantastic. I don't now, know. Well, I've, I've had very good, well-prepared duck. Duck's I was going to say, it, duck, if it's got to be a, a well-trained right, chef. Right. To me, to do the duck right. Yeah. I don't know. Bubba's not taking a couple of ducks in the in, in the freaking stove in, in the kitchen and making them edible. <laughs> it's not happening. There's not no. enough orange sauce or whatever that shit is they put on it. It's not enough of it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen dudes like lay down like a dozen geese and got them piled up there. And at the end of the day, hey, man, you want those? Who, no, I don't want no, And they didn't even leave. I'm just laying there and nobody went. Like, y'all just killed all these birds. And see, that's a real pet peeve of mine. Well, e- even with hunters, the 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 unethical guys with with real hunters, the unethical guys are pieces of shit, dude. Yeah. When you're yeah. hunting for numbers, we had a guy yeah. around here several, I don't know, fifty fucking years ago. They hunted for numbers, dude. And they now were, we have no quail, no quail, no rabbit. Well, rabbits are starting to come back, yeah. but yeah, the quail are gone, the rabbits are gone. Hunt, why don't you hunt some of them goddamn tree rats to the extinction? <laughs> Nobody wants to hunt a squirrel. You know why? Because squirrels suck, man. The first thing I went in the yeah, woods. I remember my mom trying to repair Bill squirrels. That was not a pretty sight. My dad took me in the woods. I don't know. I can't remember. 10, 11, 12 years old, whatever, with the shotgun to go squirrel hunting. But it was it was just to show me how to that's, use that's the gun right. properly. And that's a great place to start. So I killed three or four. We bring them home. We're in the backyard. <clears throat> excuse me. And he's like, you know, skinning them or whatever you call it, cleaning them up. And so I'm not thinking nothing to know, whatever. So he takes them in the house and tells mom, we're going to fry them up. We're going to eat them for dinner. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I'm like, he's going to make me eat this, this freaking tree rat? I got to eat this squirrel? So we sit down to eat. Well, mom had meatloaf or something sure, else. Yeah, yeah. Well, dad didn't make me eat it. He wanted me to try right. it. But he was just teaching me a lesson of you don't go in the woods right. and kill stuff without eating it. You That's know, right. If you're going to harvest it, you eat. That's yeah. Right. I mean, dude, to go out there and kill, you know half a dozen doves or shoot a turkey or something and then pitch it over in the woods and say the coyotes will get it. You're a yeah, loser, yeah, man. You're a straight-up yeah, loser. That's, that's not. That's not. Back to your ducks and geese, dude. I've never gotten into waterfowl for several reasons. First and foremost, the goddamn seasons are so hard to keep up with. No. If you read the Game and Inland Fishery thing, you need a lawyer to figure it out. I don't. I don't get it. Your uncle goes, what, to New Jersey in a white suit and oh. a, like a snow suit or something, right? It's snow geese. Snow something. geese. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. around here, there's Canadian geese. Yeah. And, and they have a resident Canadian goose season. So now I got, I got to determine, this motherfucker's this flying over my head. <laughs> 35 got, miles an hour. I got to determine where he lives. <laughs> what what is a resident goose? Uh, uh, let me see your ID. Yeah, so, that's called uh, ground check. That's a, uh, yeah, that's a big <laughs> a lot of ground check there. out here. I don't know. I just the uh, the the numbers thing. You know, look at me. Look how great I am. You know, some of these punks out here, they take their cell phones with them. You know, hunting. I'm a. That's a big no for me. You know, it, it, well, I got to take my cell phone because my girlfriend might text me. Are or, you done hunting? Yeah. Are we my, going you know, somewhere later? My daughter's Applebee's? driving home from college or my mother-in-law's coming home from the hospital. Look, if you're so worried about something, then just keep your ass at home. 
and keep it and take that cell phone with you. You know, some of these dudes out here, all they want to do is kill something and then take their cell phone and take the little selfie with the dead animal and put it on their Insta book or Facegram or whatever yeah, that shit is and show everybody how great they are. And I think that's where more where the problem is, is the social media and they got to get it up there. I, I take my phone hunting with me for several reasons. One, emergencies. If God forbid if I fall out of a stand or step into a hole, but I can call somebody. But two, it's easier to check game nowadays. You just check oh, it yeah. right on the phone. I mean, it's great. But I'm going to cut the thing off until I need it. But it's the social media that has fucking killed it. It's the Insta face and all that shit. I like the morons that take a picture of something they killed that was out of season. Or you're not supposed Above to shoot it at all. That's right. <laughs> 37 ducks. And there's a knock on the door. Yeah, we're looking for little Joey. Where is he at? Yeah. And that dead owl the, he killed. Wait, what freaking Them to get morons. that guy that killed the bear down the road. Yeah. I'm just... My point is, when you go in the woods... <laughs> Or, hell, get on the water. The whole point of the thing is to get away from the rat race. I don't want to hear no phone ringing. I don't hear anybody yapping in my ear. Somebody telling me what to do. The whole point of the thing is to sit in the woods, listen to the crows, listen to the owls, listen to the turkeys, listen to watch a fox run by, maybe blast his ass. Just sit in the woods for a while and just chill. I mean, and crickets. I mean, it's... <laughs> It can be enjoyable. I mean, I you know, especially early in the morning when the sun's coming up, it's pretty cool. You can just hear the whole woods like waking up. Yeah, it's 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 something to see, and it's it's really something to do if you get into. It. And there there are those on the opposite end of the spectrum that are complete anti-hunting. Well, if you don't do something with the deer population, it's going to take over. Coyotes are a perfect example. Yeah. Ten years ago, you didn't see those around here. And now they're attacking your goddamn dog when you're walking across the road. Yeah, the coyotes are a problem out here. And like you just said, deer, you have to thin the herd. It's got to right. be done or they're going to end up malnourished. You're going to have a bunch of... I don't or in you your what. windshield. Yep. Too many running across the road. It was, I want to say, year before last on the trail cameras, I got a lot of sickly looking deer. It was something going on. I don't know if it's that mouth hoof disease. It was something going yeah, around all kind of issues. that uh, that was really taking its toll. So, yeah, you do need to thin them out. The, uh, the Department of Game does a great job at that. That's why they're there. to, And that, that's why the jackasses that, that take 50 geese and 30 ducks and 7 deer you don't need all that. The Department of Game establishes the, the harvest numbers for a reason, and, and it's to balance everything out. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else, Dan? Uh, encourage a kid to go hunting. Definitely. I'm telling you, I have never seen a kid in court in trouble that has learned how to fish and hunt when he was young. Correct. It, it keeps them out of trouble. It teaches them a couple of life skills. Get off the computer. Leave the internet behind for a while. Go outdoors. And please. you don't not, you don't necessarily have to kill anything. You don't. Go out there and go up a tree stand with a pair of binoculars and just watch. Or, get or the blind do and as I do and capture them on your trail camera. Yep. There you go. Yep. I've let many turkeys walk right past me that I didn't shoot just because it was just a turkey. I already had a couple. It's like, what do I need to kill another one for? It's just a turkey. I'll watch them walk on by. And, and by the way, I am... I'm not bragging. It's not my style. But, but I'm ahead, probably uh, 
Probably top three turkey caller in the state of Virginia. Jeez. Oh, I, I, I don't have the trophy oh, to prove it. Dan, but are I you stepping in it? I think I'm stepping in it. Anyway, kidding aside, if you can go enjoy the woods, leave your troubles in the truck. You know what? Today is Thanksgiving. Go oh, out yeah. in the morning and kill yourself an unusually large bird and roast that bitch in the oven for five I hours. I love it. Cheers to that. And most of all, stay, stay safe while you're doing it. Definitely. What are we into? All right, we're rolling into Hot Old Chick of the Week. Oh, shit. Drum roll's getting better. This week's winner, Julie Ann Moore. Tell now, that's me not something. Julie Ann. That's Julie Ann, one, one name. It was Julie Ann Smith. She combined the two to Julie Ann Moore, and that's her. She was an Army brat. Her dad was actually a paratrooper in the army and, uh, really yeah and one of the ways she got into uh acting was she and her girlfriend were trying out for drill team and didn't make the drill team so they went into the drama department good thing she didn't get picked 60 years old from did you say fort bragg no 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 she was an army brat i think she was I think she she's was from fort, fort bragg, bragg yeah, yeah, in north yeah. carolina yeah, yeah that's right She's yeah. in Boogie Nights, one of my favorites, The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. How do we always get back to that movie? <laughs> because everything, everything comes back, comes to, back the to the Big Lebowski. Eagles suck. That's where everything is. Yes. Back oh to. my God. Uh, another one I liked it. She won an award for was called Still Alice about Alzheimer's. Uh, Alzheimer's. Very chilling performance. And there really. was another movie I really liked called Far from Heaven with Dennis Quaid. Right, are we? Are we all just looking at the elephant in the room? Uh uh-uh. uh No. I mean, Boogie Nights, come on. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the greatest. Yeah. I, I remember it. There's some scenes in that that you remember. She, she, she should have gotten an Oscar for some of that stuff. <laughs> this lady's a hard worker. She deserves everything she's got. Julianne, love and kisses to you. Good on you. All right. Because it's gotten so popular we're gonna keep it rolling we have another tasting today with cocktail of the week on air tasting i love it it is the lemon drop this drink was invented by a man named norman j hobday in his bar in san francisco in the 1970s henry's africa <clears throat> what's that it was called henry's oh. africa henry's africa that was the name of the bar yep okay it's a fern fern bar no i mean this one's kind of kind of hard to fuck up Right? I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. We're going to find out. Hand one there, over here. There are, you know, I'm a big variations guy. You oh, know, here, you we know, go, okay. here we go. Here we go. There's him. some more drops coming. Let's see. Nothing. They couldn't There's find no one. Va- no va- Look, I mean, if you put orange in it, it's not a lemon drop. All right. If you go on the, and the market. Na- the name comes from the English candy called the lemon drop. I love the lemon drop candy. Dude, and when I was a kid, I ate those things like candy. Hell yeah. Very easy to make. Again, we're trying to find drinks that are easy to make. To me, this one's a little girly. You know, it's like a girly thing to well, me. You know, the one girl who loves this drink. Yeah, we the, know. My SIL. That's right. It's two shots of vodka, one shot of triple sec, and a shot of lemon juice. Dan, sorry, no lime juice yeah, in but this you one. You know what? It's citrus. It's a close <laughs> cousin. When I make mine, I like to put also a little shot of limoncello as a little tart bottom note. All right. Well, we'll find out if you ruined it. How Hang about it the... over here. Pour it, pour it in a shaker with ice. Put it in a chilled martini glass. It's that easy. We'll try it. Did you chill your glass? Oh, sorry. 
Everything is chill. We All try right, it? let's get them get them going. Okay. All right, Dan, he's first up. He didn't make a face, so it must not be too tart. Uh, I know this is going to sound fucking stupid, but this tastes just like a goddamn lemon drop when I was a kid. Yes! Success! For, right? It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty I good. mean, it's a little sweet for my taste. More liquor. Oh, well, <laughs> More liquor. You can taste a little bit of the liquor. You can adjust the ratios as, as need be. It's not bad. But I mean, that... We'll give it a thumbs they, up. Uh, this is a absolute summertime, 110 degrees. Definitely. Drink. Yep. Again. Fantastic. Good job, Kat. Good job, Catherine. Two shots of vodka, one shot of triple sec, and a shot of lemon juice. Shake it up in some ice, and it's game on. Go ahead and adjust those ratios as you want to. If you want to go three <laughs> and one half, that, that's fine, too. All right. Today we got bumpered in. By a man named Parker McCullen, 29 years old, from Conroe, Texas. Yeah, I, I found this kid, I don't know, four, three or four years ago. He uh, he writes a lot of his own shit. At 16 years old, dude, down in Texas, he was selling out Stubbs and Billy Bobs, and he was just killing it. He's got a good voice. He's, I, his voice is great. His sound is evolving, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he told the... Uh, Texas music scene, it used to be a, a publication down in Texas. Now it's all digital, I think, with their own YouTube channel and shit. Check those guys out. He told them, I want to have, now you tell me this statement ain't ballsy. I want to have Luke Bryan's success with Chris Knight music. Mm, now, if you I know like anything it. about Chris Knight, I do. I mean, he, that's a ballsy ass yeah, statement. I like dude. that. I like that. That's two different ends of the spectrum, too. It is. Anyway, I, I like a lot of his songs. Uh, My, Why Indiana? South of the City Lights, Memphis Rain. It seems like that Gold Chain album. I don't know where that was in his catalog. That one's got a little bit of a zip to it. Yeah, I, that I Gold know. Chain Cowboy. That's his, that's his most recent. That's oh, the one is? he cut okay. in Nashville, which, you know, I'm anti-Nashville. Yeah, yeah. It's hope, a little slick sounding. But... I hope they don't get their meat hooks into him right. and, 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 and fuck him all up because he's, he's got a decent sound. Yeah, closest he's coming around here. He's coming to North Carolina in January. But anyway, check out Parker McCullum wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll see you all down the road. See